And welcome back to the show, everyone. A lot to get into today. Uh, we get a Correa update this morning, uh, perhaps to the dismay of the Mets faithful. We get an R.J. Barrett update, finally. Uh, the final week of the NFL is upon us with tons of playoff implications. But before we begin, we haven't been in front of the mic since Monday morning, so I wanted to obviously address the horror that the nation witnessed on Monday night. Um, we're not going to harp on the actual tragic events of that situation that took place on the football field to DeMar Hamlin. I think everyone's aware, everyone's concerned, and everyone's been informed. Uh, but we just wanted to come on here today and show immense gratitude that DeMar Hamlin is making progress and all things are kind of looking up and looking positive. DeMar and his family will remain in our thoughts moving forward. Uh, it was just the scariest thing that I've ever witnessed. Um, and I think everyone from the first responders to the players and coaches uh, to the fans who were so kind to donate all the money that they did, um, and even to the media who I thought handled the coverage um, extremely professionally. Um, and you and I have obviously been in contact, Sam, uh, since Monday, so I know that you share all those same sentiments. Yeah, and Matt, it's you, you said it perfectly in that, you know, I've never seen anything like it before. Uh, you know, I'm watching the game, and honestly, you can even hear it in Joe Buck's voice uh, that it's just something that's never been seen before. You know, especially someone brought up the point, well, like if it was on, you know, a Sunday one o'clock slate, would it have been the same magnitude? And I don't think so. But I think that just adds kind of more to the fact that, you know, that was could have that had biggest game of the year potential on it. Everyone was watching it. The implications were high and then obviously superseded by what ended up happening in the game. And look, quite frankly, you're right. I don't want to harp on it. We don't need to walk through the injury and blah, blah, blah. But there are definitely a couple of talking points that come out of it. One, first and foremost, it, it we're I don't think you or I are that religious of people, but God is good. It, he woke up this morning and was FaceTiming with his teammates. Uh, again, this is now Friday morning we're talking. And it's just like, it's unbelievable because for a while there, I think I speak for almost everyone when everyone was kind of fearing the worst. You know, as soon as you hear anything regarding CPR, cardiac arrest on a football field, that's uh, it's a lot to take in. And you can just tell, I mean, you and I both played football in high school and I recall one specifically, I mean, for my story, a little bit different, but I remember being a freshman and I had never played freshman in high school and never played football before. And one of my first actual games, I have my hand on one of my linebackers back and I watched his arm just pop out. And I was just like floored, like, whoa, this is like this. Is, I, you know, I, I had watched football up to that point, but I, I guess I never really understood the mentality of like how crazy the sport is. And yeah, it wasn't like uh, any of these crazy hem helmet to helmet hits that resulted in concussion. This was like, I mean, everything we can see is a freak accident. So it was, it was just scary to watch. I couldn't be happier for, for the fact that all the positive news that we've gotten thus far, um, everything seems to be trending in the right direction. I saw that the NFL this morning said that uh, players would wear number three patches on their jerseys, as well as warming up in, uh, t-shirts with support messages for Hamlin and his family. So honestly, in turn, it, it was, it's, it's going to be looked at, I think as a great story, looking back on it in the sense of like how people responded to it, the coverage of it, which I know you and I were talking about during, you know, the Joe Buck in total aside, and probably the bottom rung, if I hear anyone talk about how Joe Buck is not a good broadcaster or they don't like Joe Buck, please refer back to his coverage on Monday night absolutely spectacular coverage by the ESPN team. And like you said, imagine covering something like that to that magnitude. 
It's crazy. Um, I don't want to go into. I've already done a whole monologue on it right now, but I just think that it's 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 awesome to see all the money donated, and obviously, it seems like he was a great kid, or he, he is a great kid, and I just think that it's it's really kind of put everything to the side. Now that that's being said, the NFL season will go on, and I think that there's some talking points in regarding the NFL as a whole and the proposed playoff scenarios that we can definitely get into. Um, I don't know what you've yeah. seen, but right now it looks like that they are going to kind of do, uh, instead of forfeiting or tra- changing up the whole schedule, it is, I believe what they're trying to do is make it so that if the Chiefs or, I'm sorry, the Bengals or Bills play in an AFC championship game, it'll be at a neutral site. Is that how I understood it? Yeah, if if the opponent had a chance at the one seed. So let's say it's Kansas City, um, that would be a neutral site game. Okay. So, I mean, and that makes sense. I actually, I mean, you and I were, were talking about, actually, our whole group chat we, we have was, was really seemed like to be in favor of uh, what was maybe could have been Twitter speculation. I don't know how true it was, but uh, the whole adding another playoff team I thought was very intriguing. Adding one on both sides and then, you know, the, the one seed, yeah, they'll get the, they'll get home field advantage throughout, but they lose that first round by, but. You know, if you're the NFL and you're looking at this from just a business point of view, like we said, and this might sound dark, but look, let's be honest. It's just what's going on in the NFL front office. They lost them the, one of the biggest Monday night games of the year. And now if they had a chance to make it up by adding, you know, two more additional playoff games, why wouldn't they do that? But I, I don't think that looks like it's going to happen. No, yeah, it, it, the NFL kind of came out and um, I don't know how much I believe of anything the NFL says, but kind of came out and said that that was never uh, really on the table, and that was kind of just speculation. I actually but have a, a, bit, of, a bit of breaking news, actually, now that we're on the t- topic. Live on air, uh, just got a tweet, Ari Merov uh, from My Sports Update. Verified now, all the new proposals for the AFC playoffs have been approved by the NFL owners. So we can kind of pivot here. It's all been approved. So what's going to happen is the scenario that we thought last night where uh, they're just going to have the neutral site. I believe the only, like, like wacky sort of thing that could happen is if the Bengals end up playing the Ravens, I think they're going to, they're going to determine it by a coin toss or something to that extent, which is interesting. I think I wanted to to ask you that. I wanted to ask you about that because I was just thinking about it last night. And when they say determine it by a coin flip, so this wouldn't be like your regular run of the mill coin flip where one of these teams gets to call it in the air. I guess the NFL would just be like, Hey, your head your tails and just kind of flip it themselves. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what I would do is I would take like, if I was the NFL, I would take like the, the, their division winning percentage and then somehow factor that into so-and-so coin flip. Where it's like, you know, if the, if the Ravens won 40% of their games and the Bengals won 60% of their games in, in the division, then the Bengals have a 60% chance to win the coin flip and the the Ravens have a 40% chance to win the coin flip. Almost like a draft lottery sort of thing, but for the home field, which would be interesting. But look, I I don't think, given the circumstances and given the reasoning why this is happening, I could not see a team like complaining about this either way. Just it would kind of be a little bit mean. Uh, Oh, yeah. But again, I think that would I have liked to see another team in the playoffs with Jet and Giant? Well, maybe not Giant fans because they're in, but would Jet fans already would like to see another team in the playoffs? Maybe. Uh, we'll get to the Jets eventually. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it very, very interesting week. I mean, I uh, t- look, taking it back in a macro level, and I say this all the time, 
I don't need to watch TV shows because the NFL just gives me a little bit of everything. Seriously, just looking from a like at the end of the day, I think a lot of players kind of realized this this week that at the end of the day, this is an entertainment industry where we're watching sports to be entertained and like all the storylines that go into it. If you're fully invested in it, you'll get a little bit of everything. I mean, I've I've learned more about, you know, uh, CPR and uh, the, the heart in the last week than I have in my, you know, many, many years of schooling, you know, so like it's yeah. just, just total aside. But. But yeah, I, it's been a crazy week in the NFL, and the playoffs haven't even begun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we we got two updates this morning. Yeah, I was gonna. What did you want to hit on? Well, first? I was gonna say I'll let you start with your thoughts on the the recent Carlos Correa update, and then I'll get into the RJ Barrett update, which is much more insignificant in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's not over yet. Um, and you know, I'm trying to take every. Uh, baseball report that I see this offseason with uh, a grain Thank of salt, you, just given the track record. But uh, yeah, I mean, apparently the the Mets are are considering just kind of walking away from this. Uh, they're quote unquote kind of frustrated about the way that the talks have gone. Uh, earlier in the week, we were hearing like, oh man, the, the Mets might steal this guy. This deal might be completely drastically different than uh, the original proposal. Um, I, I think it looks kind of bleak. In terms of Carlos Correa winding up in Queens at this point, um, the Mets will be fine either way. But it was a really cool dream for a while. It would have been uh, it would have been the best team I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to get that out there. Uh, it stinks. It's I mean it's, it's got to stink. But uh, and verbatim, Andy Martino, the Mets have reportedly grown quote unquote very frustrated with the Carlos Correa negotiations and and are now considering walking away. Is the exact verbiage and that um and this is what i'll say i have a couple different takes on this one i've been i've been and i wouldn't say critical but like i've been very skeptical on the whole steve cohen thing but i think that if you can like if i i would i would like it to see him walk away from just spending you know egregious money for a good reason like if they really deem that carlos correa is or sorry let me Take a step back. If now two teams deem that Carlos Correa's injury could become an issue in regards to making an investment, then it's a smart thing. And I think it bodes well for Met fans in that, you know, we have an owner that has a lot of money, but he's not spending blind. You know, he's going to he, – there's a, some thought that goes into it. Maybe not as much as, like, you know, the Royals spending $30 million on a guy, but uh, there's definitely – It's I wouldn't say he's he's going to be spending egregiously. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying there? Yeah, and and I would think that this would have to be an an actual uh, giant concern because, I mean, we saw reports all over the place. I mean, Correa was, I think he like tackled um, his agent or something in happiness when he found out he was going to sign with the Mets and Steve Cohen was apparently over the moon, just really, really wanted to get this done. So uh, you would have to think that this is a pretty serious thing or, or serious concern anyway, even though it's not something that's affected him. Uh, since his days in the minor leagues, which is kind of strange to me, a little, a little bit. But again, I think that once you're, I think when you do, when you have the opportunity to invest in someone or something over a you know 13 year period or you know 10 plus year period, you kind of have to comb through things with a fine tooth, fine tooth comb a little bit. Like I don't th- again, I think like w- let me ask you this: as a Met fan, would you be more mad that in five years Carlos Correa is half the player he is? Or would you be? Are you more angry that you're not going to get him at all? 
Um, I, I think I'd be more upset if he was half the player. Yeah, like you know, years. half that contract, and he's got he he resorts to being an only only a DH in half of his production. Like you don't yeah. want that. It's nice to have things like this kind of happen, and it doesn't feel like as big of a gut punch as it used to because. You know, listen, the Mets are kind of loaded right now anyway. Um, a few years ago, if this would have happened, it would have been like, oh, my God, that was that was our one shot. That was our one shot to finally make some yeah. noise. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I think just gut feeling. Uh, I, what, like Mets 30, field 70? That That's kind of the way that I'm feeling about it now. That's fair. I'd, I'd still put it closer to 50-50 because I think, obviously, there's the intent there that he already said he wants. He would play third already apparently has been in contact with, you know, the guys in the Mets, blah, blah, blah. And all these pictures we see of his kid with the I heart New York shirt on, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that there's, a, there's maybe it's, maybe it is the Mets just being a little too cautious. Maybe they're the, the bad guys in this who, who it's still good. Yeah. I mean, only time will tell, but. Um, and I also think there's a world where the Mets are kind of just, um, you know, saying, listen, we'll just walk away. And then they maybe want to see if Correa blinks first. I have no idea what's going yeah. on uh, negotiation. wise. Well, so, let me let me ask you uh, this. Time will tell. Do, do you think how if I told you Scott Boris is only putting this very frustrated report out to kind of give himself some kind of pull out the last card up his sleeve with the Mets? What do you think about that? I feel like. He's almost devaluing his his player to put that out there. But but it almost, doesn't that like kind of put more pressure on the Mets a little bit? Uh, maybe. Okay, I just wanted to get your thought on it because instantly when I saw that and when I see any kind of story from a Boris guy, I always think, how can Boris flip this to better himself? And like to oh, me, yeah. that was my first thought was, okay, maybe there isn't another team, but really he's just saying that there's another team to kind of say, put the fire under the Mets. Oh yeah, no, I, I that that could totally be true yeah. in terms of other teams' interest. Yeah, but I, it, it's going to be remain to be seen. I mean, we've gotten a couple news updates the past couple days, whereas we were in the dark for a solid week, two weeks, and two weeks almost. Uh, there's been like, you know, it seems like there's just neither side really is has come to a conclusion of what's going to happen. So again, yeah, I get the feeling. I get the feeling that we're going to get the final word on at least the the Mets uh, role in the the Korea stuff. I. I I get the feeling it's going to be sooner than later. Um, So, well, definitely sooner than later, and this is where I'm going to transition to the R.J. Barrett report. Uh, R.J. Barrett leaves the game against Dallas with what was, quote-unquote, a finger laceration. Uh, Now, this was, I believe, a week ago, a week and change. Um, However, it is a finger laceration, but to the extent of which I was unaware, uh, according to Fred Katz, he said, I spoke with R.J. Barrett this morning in Toronto. RJ said Luca's hand isn't what causes laceration. RJ's left hand knocked into his right one, which dislocated his finger in his right hand. When that finger got dislocated, the bone cut through his hand and therefore needed six stitches, which are still in, which is like crazy to think about. Yeah. And But I guess the good thing is that he also, Barrett said he expects uh, he's going to see a doctor later this week. Um, and expects that stitches will be removed then. It probably doesn't sound like he's going to need to miss too much time following their stitches being removed. But, I mean, for – we, I heard – I was on this podcast saying, what do you mean a laceration? He's got a cut in his finger. He's got to instantly be ruled out for, you know, a week. But, I mean, the guy's bone cut his finger. Yeah. So, uh, kind of crazy there. I don't even really like talking about it. It makes my stomach a little weak. But, 
you know, the Knicks are, we just spoke about the Knicks of Brandon, not going to get into too much, but a good win the other night. Um, they, they look, they look okay. I mean, they're going against the Raptors tonight. Uh, they're just very, very up and down. Uh, I mean, it's just how, what they're going to be. Uh, go back and listen to, we went really in depth on the, on the Knicks, Nets, and the whole league on our last pod with Brandon. Definitely go take a look into that. But, um, but yeah, other than that, uh, really any other updates on your end before we get into the NFL and our one good football team and one clown show football team? <laughs> yeah, I guess the last thing would just be, uh, you know, the Nets finally, uh, snap their yeah. uh, 12 game winning streak. There. Although they, they do play the, Chicago. um, they play tonight. Pelicans. They play the Pelicans. Pelicans. Thing, and I just read that they haven't lost to a Western conference opponent in like two months or something like that. Mm. Um, so if you're, I mean, this prop, we're going to try and get this pot out by tonight, but I doubt it'll be up before the game being that it's already, you know, almost two o'clock now. So, uh, we'll see there, but let's get into, where do you want to start? The giants, the jets, I think we should talk about the Jets because I'm just I just yeah. Want to how about we just with. get the get the Jets out of the way? So the Jets, uh, we find out today uh, it is not Mike White. He is in pain. It's not Zach Wilson. He's in mental pain. It's Joe Flacco <laughs> who is. I saw the best way to put it was I saw a tweet that said like Joe Flacco at this point in his career is like a like a Ford F one fifty, like. You, you know, you see, you got him this summer, and you're like, oh, I got to drive my pickup truck in the summer. Oh, I got it's whatever in the spring, it's whatever in the fall. But once you get to winter, and you need that Ford F one fifty, and it gets all, all grimy and dirty, and like muddy and snowy out, you put in your your trusty truck. That's Joe Flacco, and I think that's what the Jets are kind of see him as, almost like this veteran that, like, you know, when shit hits the fan, you can kind of come in and be that veteran that we know will not going to be good, but we know what you're going to give us. Yeah, isn't part of you kind of relieved that the extra playoff team wasn't added and we don't have to sit here and watch Joe Flacco with the Jets season on the line? I, I just, I don't know, I don't feel like doing it. I mean, it. the Jets fan in me, no, because like, look, I, I could see an instance where if if there was, if the NFL announced that there was an expansion playoff here and they, there was an eight team, I think Mike White sucks it up and starts this game. And I would, yeah, I would have been down to not only see Mike White one more time, but now we also get reports that Tua isn't playing, and it's going to be Skylar Thompson on the other side. And we'll go over all the scenarios when we go around the league. But yeah, uh, I would I would have loved to see you know one more Mike White game in in a really really important situation. Just like you know, again, would have given me false hope if they win. Uh, here's the thing. Sorry, let me back up. If they lose and he's a, he plays like shit to Skylar Thompson, I'm officially out on him. If they win and they get to the playoffs, at least I get a, not just this game, but I get another game in the playoffs to see Mike White. So could it be like I'm saying, is it missed opportunity a little bit that they're not expanding? Maybe. But look, they're going to go into the playoffs to get smoked anyway. So what what does it really yeah, mean? Um, yeah. So so Robert Sala um, was asked, I believe this was on the K show, right? Um, was asked, why not just start? Zach Wilson in the spot and his reasoning was just sort of well it might do more harm than good and yada yada um what would you do if you're the Jets like why wouldn't you just put Zach Wilson back out there and number two why why isn't Zach Wilson begging to play well that that the second question is the better question because if I'm Zach Wilson I want I'm on my prove it tour now like I want to prove it to people that I can play in this league because you and I both said, and Bobby, I believe, that he's just not an NFL quarterback right now. 
go, you know, go show that you are an NFL quarterback. Go throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in a meaningless Week 18 game. Go spoil the Dolphins season, you know? Like, how do you – if I'm Zach Wilson, I'm thinking not only for myself, but if I want to win over Jet fans, spoiling the Dolphins season would be a pretty big plus in the eyes of Jet fans. So, yeah, uh, man, another another year where the Jets have to play spoiler. Yeah. So much yeah, fun. Spoiler kings, but, uh, I mean, so many guys are out in this game. I almost feel like part of their decision is, like, you know, all these guys are out. It's a meaningless game. Like, how, how terrible would it be if, you know, Zach Wilson gets hurt this week? And then what, ha- and then what happens? And we're, like, you know, not only forced to keep him, but, like, forced to kind of hold on to hope with him. Yeah, well, it seems like they're going to keep him regardless. I- I'm starting to believe it. I mean, they're... They're just so upfront about it, um, Sala and Douglas. That is that. Um, yeah, I mean, we said the exact opposite for weeks. Uh, I mean, I think I changed my mind. I think you could you could bank on Zach Wilson being on this roster come next season. You think so? Yeah, there, there's. I mean, have you listened to them lately? I have, but I still get the sense that like, like I feel like there's a rift, and but I feel like the owner. I don't know. What, where do you think? Like, who do you think? What side do you think people are on? What side is Salah on? The the non Zach Wilson or the Zach Wilson side? Um, probably the non Zach Wilson. But okay. I, I think this, this this falls on Joe Douglas, and I think that he's the one that's saying, "Listen, I'm constructing this team, and we're going to bring him back." Next All right. Year. So then uh, let's play the Zach Wilson or not Zach Wilson game. So Salah, you said not Zach Wilson. If you had to guess, Mo- yeah. I mean, if you were Salah, would you like? I mean, really, like. It, I feel like next season, if the Jets uh, don't take a, a step forward, then Salah's back on the hot seat. Do you really want to go through that with Zach Wilson? I, well, I, I think I think he's on the hot seat already, a little bit. Sure. So I mean, if you're Salah and you're looking to go into your your next, if if you're assuming that you're going to be the head coach of this football team next year, how do you just go and say my best bet is Zach Wilson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, craziness. I think, I think it's answer. I think it's answer okay. Time. So the next person, Mike Lafleur. Uh, but but uh, he 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 might. I think be out. I think he will be out. Honestly, I don't know how. Truthfully, I don't really know how justified it is. Just given like, you know, name me the offensive coordinator that can be that can be good in in this offense with this talent. Well, yeah, no one can with with that, the That's kind of what I'm getting at. But all right, so then Douglas, what side is Douglas on? Douglas is on the anyone but Zach Wilson team. You think? Uh, no, J- Douglas is the guy that wants to bring Wilson okay, back. So all right, that's. I didn't know. I didn't know what side you thought he was on. So I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, this is his pick. Yeah. You would have to think that he's the one kind of driving that, um, that decision. Yeah. So uh, look, the 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 Jets go against the Dolphins, and um, you know, Joe, I can't. I'm just. I just can't find myself. You know, betting on a a Joe Flacco led Jet team when they had the the Mike White led Jet team had hadn't scored a touchdown. I mean. Do you, do we get a Joe Flacco game where it's like now in the most Jet way, right? Joe Flacco is 100% going to go out there and tear it up, and 100% there's going to be people that are going to say, why wasn't Joe Flacco starting for most of this year? <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. it's just just the way the Jets are. Yep. But um, I don't know. Did you, have a, yeah. did you have a pick in this game or anything else you want to add? I don't really want to talk about yeah, it Yeah, I mean, much. like, yeah, we'll give our picks, I guess, because we have to. Um, I really think most of the, the talking points for the Jets are going to be the second that the season ends. Um, so it, it'll be nice to say goodbye to the Jets for now. Um, Miami three and a half point favorites. Uh, whatever, I'll take the Jets. I mean, uh, Skyward Thompson. I'm taking the I'm taking the Dolphins. I just thought, I think that it's just yeah the Jets have the spoiler play, but I think the Dolphins have 
uh, obviously they have a path to the playoffs here. Um, what was it? I sent it? I'm going to pull it up right now. So the Dolphins need a win and a New England loss for them to make the playoffs. So hungrier dog, in my opinion. That, and I'm just going to I'm just gonna uh, go with the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, but here. I mean, but, but you're playing quarterback though, so it's like <laughs> I wish I was playing quarterback. Um, yeah. On the other side of things, the Giants. Who look? We're not going to preview this game too much, and we spoke about them at length on our one of our previous pod. But the Giants are fourteen point dogs to uh, Philadelphia, and the Giants pretty much already said that no one will be playing this game. Um, I don't really have too much to say about this game other than like no one get hurt. I guess if you are a starter and you're playing, don't get hurt. Yeah, wh- where where do you lean? Um, let's say that you're the coach of the New York Football Giants. Do, do you think it does more? harm than good to just take a full couple of weeks off going into the play. Like, I don't know. I, I might consider playing it out like a preseason game, like go out there, play your three, four series, you know, mm-hmm. stay in the flow of the game. Um, I think with some guys, like to me, like Barkley can sit yeah, down. Barkley's good. I don't need, to, I, I'm a, that's okay. I think I any, any position that's like really like, you know, I don't think Barkley's going to get cold by sitting sitting at home, you know, for two weeks or so. Like, I don't think that's yeah. like a thing. But um, for for Daniel Jones, I kind of agree with you in that, or I guess any anyone that's on the elk of Daniel Jones's uh, caliber to the team. But I would I would probably go into the game and prepare as if like I wouldn't make a decision at all really until the game. And then once the game starts, I probably play my play anyone that I deem as not like Barkley level where you're like anyone that's not injury prone or anyone that's not even semi recovering doesn't play, but anyone that's, you know, fully healthy, I tell them, look, go out there. We're going to run you some scripted plays. We're just going to work on things. Like, let's just work on things. Yeah. Like not necessarily against the, against a good defense too. I feel like that's an opportunity. Yeah, like Tell Daniel Jones, look, catch, step, throw. If you throw an interception, whatever, this game means nothing. Yep. Just don't get don't get sacked. Don't run around the pocket. Like just I know and I understand there's probably an argument that's like you can't play football carefully, but I think that in a sense, like you know, even if he's out there, you, you just run the ball with you know run the ball for the entire game, right? You know, you have a a Tennessee Titans esque game plan where he's only throwing the ball twelve times. Uh, I think that could be that could be fine. That's what I would do, but I I understand erring on the side of caution. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, fourteen point dogs. Um, I guess we'll both take Philadelphia there, right? <sighs> One by twenty. I like. I don't know. I I guess. You know what? The I think the play yeah. is Philadelphia first half. Yeah, I think that's the yeah, real yeah, play yeah. because again, I can see them being up big in this game and then just taking anyone of relevance out. Yeah. So. Um, I I did want to touch on one uh, other giant topic here it has nothing to do with the game has nothing to do with the playoffs um do you mind if i complain about Kayvon thibodeau for a minute right. i really couldn't care less about the story so the floor is yours all right cool um so when that nick Foles thing happens and he's doing the snow angel i mean i i believe him when he says you know i, I didn't know he was hurt whatever but he, he gets asked about it and his smug response first of all he, he didn't apologize that's okay too but like to say, if I don't know who you are, or if you don't play the game, I don't care what you have to say. In reference to Jeff Saturday, you're you're adult. Like I don't I don't know, and and I do believe that he doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is. I, I mean, I do too. Um, it's it's. I don't mean to cut you off, but I I do too. I, I, I think there's a world where he really genuinely doesn't know who that is. 
Yeah, I, I just wanted to just, you know, j- just call him out real quick. I guess he's the, the show's donkey of the day. Um, he's a clown. But a very good football uh, player. Tremendous player, though. <laughs> tremendous player. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's it. So kind of, a, kind of a week off for New York football. Yeah, here. very, very dry, I feel like, um, for – Again, the one team is a joke, and one team is has already has nothing to play for, so not much to go over. However, there is a lot to go over in the NFL, and before we get into around the league, or actually, I'll, I'll introduce this in the beginning of around the league. Let me, I'm going to go over all of the potential scenarios that are in the NFL this season before we go over our picks. Number one, the Jaguars can clinch a playoff spot with a win or a loss by New England, Miami. Or Pittsburgh. So I think I saw the yeah. odds for them were about 87% to make it. They need a loss yeah. and and one of three teams to lose. It's They're, they're, they're pretty much in. The Packers, yep. uh, who I told you, will be definitely uh, a game I'm going to be watching, especially. So let me start with this. It's Packers-Lions. That's the last game, the, the last regular season game of the year. The Lions need to win the game against the Packers, and Seattle needs to lose. So the Packers inevitably, if they win, they're in, right? Packers win. I thought that game. I thought that game happened last night. I thought Dickie V was live tweeting. Please, that was the that that should have been the donkey of the day. I would have I would have much rather <laughs> Dickie V than than Kayvon Thibodeau. But uh, so that's the Packers, Lions, Jags. Next, the Dolphins. Like we said, Dolphins win, and or they need to win plus a New England loss, and they'll get in. New England needs to win or. Miami, Pittsburgh, Tennessee all need to lose. Is that correct? I uh, I, be- I believe you. so. This is all you. Because Miami, Pittsburgh, because Miami definitely needs to lose. Yeah, because they're fighting for that wild card spot. So all of them must be clumped together there. That makes sense. They, they need all of them to lose and to win. That makes sense. Then Seattle needs to win or have Green Bay lose. But I guess Seattle could – Seattle is going to be in a position where if they win – they're going to have to sit home and, and be Lions fans. So yeah. that could be interesting. And then two more, the Steelers win, plus a New England and Miami loss, and they're in. And then if the Titans win, which I think, you know, Josh Dobbs, whatever, if the Titans win, they're in. So a very, like, very low-key win-and-in situation against the Jaguars, where, you know, the Jaguars could find themselves losing. If the Titans win, they're in. The Jaguars lose, and then they have to be – they have to either root for the Jets, they have to root for uh, the Steelers, or the Patriots to lose. So there's a right. lot of different uh, permutations here around the league. So with all that being understood, and I know that we're both very big into, like, the hungrier dog thinking, um, let's get to around the league because there are a lot of games this weekend that are – uh, some actually are not that meaningful, but some, like I just laid out, are very meaningful. So, we're going to start in Las Vegas. The 6-10 and 10 Raiders host the 13-3 and 3 Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are giving nine. Uh, I, I'm going to say Jarrett Stidham doesn't repeat what he did last week, but I, I'm, I'm done betting on the Chiefs to cover. I'm, I'm sick of it. They beat Denver by three. You mean Come baby on. Brady uh, and Jarrett Stidham? Uh, I'm... Um, they just the Chiefs just do not take the regular season seriously. They, I told, I tried telling you. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the Raiders. The, the Chiefs, by the way, the Chiefs. If they win, they can clinch the top spot um, in the in the AFC. So that's what right. they have to play for. Um, but a, nine against the Raiders. Raiders are just playing spoiled. They have nothing to play for. I'm going to take the Chiefs here. 
I, you know what I think I'm going to yeah, start but- doing? Here's the thing. I'm only taking the Chiefs under 10 points. That's fair. That's what I'm going to But I mean, doing. they had... They had a ton to play for last week too, and they hardly squeak out against I, I, Denver. I get so. it. I just think that that was a, I think that was an overlooked game for them, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And next game, that this sorry, this is on Saturday. That was Saturday at four thirty. Then Saturday at eight fifteen is the game that I just kind of laid out. The Titans seven and nine head to Jacksonville and play the Jaguars. Jaguars winning their in, or and the Titans winning their in. So this is a winner in game here. Jaguars are giving six and a half. I love it. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm gonna roll a jack. Click on as all well. cylinders. It's a. It is a. Again, I'm. I have had to eat crow for the past, you know, four or five weeks now, and since Trevor Lawrence kind of remembered how to play football again. But yeah. uh, I, when, when's the last time Tennessee even won a game? It's been at least five or six it's, games. It's been a while, and what I'll say about that is, how do you feel about Vrabel? Uh, I, I like Vrabel a lot. Still, just like you do. Yeah, I think so. Because this is now. They're loose to the Cowboys, loose to the Texans. That's a bad one. Loose to the Chargers. Loose to the, they lost to the Jaguars 36-22 on December 11th. Loose to the Eagles, loose to the Bengals. The last game, ironically, the last game they won was against the Packers in Lambeau. Yeah, I mean, they've had three different starting quarterbacks. Uh, Derrick Henry's missed a little time. I'm not going to hop off the, the Vrabel train yet. Yeah, I, um, I, I like the – I kind of agree with Vrabel. Um, but yeah, we're both on the Jaguars there. Heading to Sunday, we already spoke about the Jets and the Giants. Uh, Jets on at one, Giants on at four. Uh, first game outside of the locals, the eight and eight Buccaneers head to the six and ten Falcons. Falcons are giving four. Uh, no one's. I don't know who's playing for the for the Bucks. Yeah, it's almost like impossible to make a pick. Yeah, I, I mean, um, some people are saying that it, it looks like they might do kind of what I said, where you know, they're going to be maybe coming out for the first half or playing, yeah. you know, very, like, basic football. Um, yeah, for a series or two and just kind of get out of the game. Yeah, uh, so Buccaneers coach Todd Bowles said he does not intend to hold any healthy starters, including Tom Brady, out of the regular season finale to avoid the risk of injury. What I will say, though, is is if they go up 21 nothing at any point in this game, Brady will not be finishing this game. No, so of course not. So just keep that in mind with all of these. That's why... In a betting term, the smart way to think about things this week is look at the first half things. Look at first half numbers because those are because you're going to find yourself. You don't want to get screwed in giving you know seven points and then only winning by three because the starters yeah. came out at halftime. So I don't I don't know how genuine it is, but that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of strange from Bulls. I mean, like I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't hesitate to go easy on Mike Evans this week and Tom Brady this week, and I, I think they probably will at some point in this game. Uh, I'll probably take the Bucks uh, just because of what you just told me Bulls said. I, I think they go out there and score some points early, and I just don't think the Falcons ever catch back up. That that actually might be a uh, it might be a valuable bet there, Bucks money line, and just kind of hope that Atlanta just can't score points. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, definitely could be valuable there. Next game, here's the AFC East game that. Uh, Did you give a pick? Oh, sorry. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the Bucks plus four. I'm not yeah. gonna take them on the money line. I have a different sniff that I want to take this week. Um, yeah. But I digress. Next game, the AFC East, Patriots eight and eight face the Bills twelve and three. The Bills, I believe, if if the Chiefs lose and the Bills win, the Bills will have the one seed. So. 
The Bills have something to play for here, and the Bills are giving seven. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I'm going to take the Bills. I'm so taking the Bills. I mean, after, yeah, just, I mean, just from an emotional point of view, like after everything that just happened with Hamlin and all this whole crazy week, I think they come out and play some super motivated football. And, uh, like, yeah. I, I just I – get, I get the Patriots and, like, the whole, you know, Bill Belichick thing, but going into Buffalo – uh, in a in a huge game for both teams, I'm I'm gonna take the Bills minus seven there. Yeah, and the Bills aren't skittish about covering. I think they've done it the last four or five weeks, maybe. Yeah. So, so next game, this is an interesting one. Uh, this is I don't I don't really know. Like this might be the won't watch for a minute game of the week. The twelve and four Vikings head to Chicago to face the thirteen three and thirteen Bears. No Justin Fields, although the Vikings have something to play for, and they're going to be playing their starters. And the Vikings are giving eight points. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a tough line. Very. So this is a Trevor Simeon vehicle? The best kind of vehicle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota too, but, like, I don't feel good about it. No, Not at neither. all, and I can't keep taking the Bears and getting burned by them. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna we're both on Minnesota there. Next game, the Ravens head to. This is a huge game. The Ravens, the ten and six Ravens, head to Cincinnati and play the eleven and four Bengals. Bengals are giving nine and a half. No Lamar Jackson. Um, but like, a, this is another tough line. I I don't know. Bang, Bengals yeah. giving nine and a half. It seems like a lot. I know, I know. I, I, I think I, I'm looking at it at minus ten, and just from a betting standpoint, I would definitely grab that half point. Um, I, I like the Ravens. I, I mean, come on, don't don't lose by ten points when you have something to play I, for. And I 100% agree with you. So I'm going to take the Ravens as well. I'm even going to go out and say that the Ravens are my sniff of the week. Because I, I'm, I, I thought you were going to go with the no, I'm, no, because I'm I'm very uh, I'm, the Packers scare me. I think they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. Um, and look, like the, the value in this plus three sixty in a divisional game, everything that just happened with the Bengals. Like, look, I think there's a there's a way to look at this in that I'm not going to say like you know the the Demar Hamlin stuff is going to like you know be detrimental to the Bengals. But what I will say is, you know, when you get a team as hot as the Bengals, and you, you're all hyped up for a Monday Night Football game that eventually is ruled in no contest given the circumstances, just from, like, a mental point of view, like, to me, I feel like that. And then, then immediately you have to come and play for your division. Uh, that's a that's a tough week, really tough week. And I kind of like the yeah. value here on the Ravens' money line. Um, yep. So, plus 360. Although, what I will say is uh, Huntley is questionable. Right now, um, if he doesn't play, I'm totally backing out of that pick. Um, but mm-hmm. I think he, I, I think everything's leading to playing. Um, real quick, one sentence: two and thirteen Texans head to Indianapolis, play the four and eleven Colts. Colts minus two and a half. What's your pick? Oh God! Uh, hey Siri, flip a coin. Uh, I'm on the Colts. Me too. Colts minus two and a half. Another one might get might have Siri ready here. Uh, Panthers, six and ten Panthers head to the seven and nine Saints. Saints giving three and a half. Um, I like Carolina. Uh, Darnold Believer, huh? 
They, they've been playing they well. Have, you're right. They, they have been playing well. Uh, I just, I don't know. Saints at home. Uh, I don't really see anyone really crazy. I'm looking at the injury report here. You know, Jawan Johnson's questionable. Taysom Hill's questionable. But, like, it looks like they're going to be playing everyone on both sides. I mean, both these teams are, I think, mathematically eliminated. So, mm, I'll take the Panthers, too. Only because of the hook. Okay. If it's if it was two and a half, I think I like the Saints. Three and a half, I'll yeah. take the Panthers. That's fair. Um, next game, the Browns playing spoiler to the Steelers. Steelers win with some help, and they're in, I believe. And... The Steelers are giving two and a half at home. Mike Tomlin under three at home. Give me it all day. I'm going to bet it twice on Sunday. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah. And I don't think Mike Tomlin's ever finished below 500. They're at eight and eight right now. Uh, I think he continues that streak. I like the Steelers. The Browns have looked, I mean, just not impressive since getting their quarterback back. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh. I, I really love Pittsburgh, as a matter of fact. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. So, uh, definitely good there. Next game, the your favorite Denver Broncos giving three to the 10-6 and six Chargers that are – are they – I mean, they're giving three here. Are, is, are people out? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking here. What, oh, yes, I'm sorry. It's going to be a uh, – Yeah, what, what do they have to play for? Anything? I don't think so. I'm, I'm looking – could know by kickoff. Oh, okay, so this is the tough thing. The Chargers could know by kickoff if the game has any postseason postseason seating implications for them. If Ugh. Cincinnati beats Baltimore, the Chargers will wrap up the fifth the fifth seed regardless of what happens against the Broncos. So this game's at four thirty. So this, actually, the first game of the four thirty slate. So tough one to bet on. Yeah, I think it's a little cheesy if we go, okay, well, in this scenario, I'll take Chargers, or in this scenario, I'll take Denver. So let's stick with one pick here. Um, yeah, just give me the Chargers. I, I'm just going to stay on my hating the Denver Broncos. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers, too. Uh, I just think, again, three. I, I just haven't – I can't get behind the Broncos. Just can't do it. Um, nope. Next game, the 12-4 49ers host the 4-12 David Blow-led Cardinals – San Francisco biggest line of the week, giving 14 and a half uh, with the number one seed in the NFC on the line here. Um, I think I like the 49ers, but like, again, oh, I could I could tough. see them being up at half and benching. I, I don't know. It's so many points. So this is, you know, this what? watch, you know, it's funny. I'm obviously we haven't really been keeping track of our, you know, record. So rough. So, you know, Closely, I'm actually going to go back and make it a point to do so and like kind of go back and see what our records were. Uh, maybe we could split that up even, just figure out at the end of the season who was better. Um, 14 and a half is a lot of points. And and we're, we're both big on David yeah, Blau. Yeah, we're, we're very big, uh, familiar with his Blau, Blau, sorry. We're big, big, David Blau. Uh, we're, we're both big fans. I'm going to I'm gonna roll with uh, him in the, in the Cardinals just because it's a lot of points. I'm going to take the 49ers. I just wanted to take something opposite of you. I feel like we've been too, too agreeing upon. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so then the next game, the 5-11 and 11 Baker Mayfield-led uh, Rams head to Seattle in a win-and-in. Seattle 8-8, eight and eight, giving six at home. I love the Seahawks. Yeah, I do too, and it's kind of unfortunate because I would like to see Seattle uh, get 
upset here just for the sake of the Sunday night game. I just think it's, uh, you know, if it's if it's truly like win or go home for the Packers and the and um, Detroit, I think I think that would be spicy. But uh, yeah, I like Seattle too. Uh, I think they take care of business at home. They cover the six, win by a touchdown. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree there. Obviously, I, I love the Seahawks. The next game, twelve and four Cowboys head to the Commanders. Seven eight and one Commanders. Do you think Ron Rivera knows if they're out, or do you think he's gonna have to wait till the end of the week? <laughs> Well, he probably knows that they're out. I think Carson Wentz is playing. So, oh, uh, g- given that, uh, I'm gonna roll with. Wait, Dallas. no, isn't it? Uh, isn't it some rookie? Or did they revert? I don't again? know. I I could be wrong. I thought I that, think, uh, that Carson Wentz. No, was I think they I think they reverted again. Like it was it was gonna be Wentz, and then now it's um. Oh my God! I was just reading something about this guy. Uh, so can can Dallas secure a, a better seed? Because I feel like it would be strange if they had anything to play for at all, and the Commanders were putting a rookie out there, and the Lions only a, a touchdown. Um, let's see. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the division here. The Cowboys are they do they could they could go all the way up to the 12 seed. I'm the 12 seed. The the two seed with, with <laughs> they have 12 wins. That's why I said that. So if they win and the Vikings and uh, 49ers lose, actually. I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but um, actually, you know what? If the Eagles somehow lose, if the Eagles, 49ers, and Vikings lose, I think the Cowboys could be the one seed. And that, that's a big A if. huge if. I, by the time this game starts, that's going to be out the but, window. But the 49ers, Vikings, and Cowboys all are 12-4. and four. So they they it could be a situation where they have nothing to play with. Honestly, let me totally – Total aside, what a terrible job of scheduling by the NFL, I think. There's like three or four games that why aren't they being played simultaneously? Like, yes. why why is it that the NFL is gonna potentially lose on a you know somewhat better of a product if you know one one other game goes another way? You know, yep, I, I, agree. I feel like there are if you if you, I mean I'm not gonna get into where they should have put each individual game, but to put this Dallas game at four thirty is a bit silly. It should be at least flexed out. I mean, the games that should be in prime time by themselves and, and stand alone should be the the Steelers because the Steelers just need to win and in. The Browns have nothing to play for. Uh, what else? Scrolling through here. Um, the Jaguars winning in, nothing else. If the Titans win, they those are the two games that should be standing alone. And I think they've done that with the Titans, but... To have this Cowboys game here and the Steelers game at one, I feel like they should have flip flopped the Cowboys and the Steelers game. Yeah, I would so, agree. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Cowboys giving seven. Yeah, I'm gonna as well. Okay. Last game, uh, and again another situation where like yeah, this could be an unbelievable game, but like it also could just be a nothing game. Last game of the year, the eight and eight Lions head to Green Bay and play the eight and eight Packers. Um, Again, it's just tough, tough to pick. Packers giving five right now, but they could be in by the time they play this game. Yeah, well, they're they're kind of just clicking on all cylinders right now. I mean, special teams has been dominant. Uh, their defense has really stepped up. I mean, if you remember, I mean, they, they were playing really bad football uh, on that side of the ball for about half the season. I want to pick Green Bay, but I I am a little nervous because. And Green Bay's offense hasn't been spectacular. And, you know, they haven't been on the field much. But, I don't know, I just feel like they might have trouble keeping up with 
the Detroit Lions offense. That That's what scares me. But again, if the Packers are even playing their starters. Well, what like, do you mean? Like they're, they're, they have to win. Isn't there a situation where they could... Nope. Oh, really? Okay. I thought I thought that there was a way that they could be in prior no, no, no. to the game. Okay. Then, then no, that's why this game is going to be electric. Okay. It's winning in for Green Bay. Got it. So Packers um, giving five. I'm going to take that as well. Um. Yeah, I guess I will. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I thought I thought you you were. No, I, I just you're assume good. you're taking Packers giving the points regardless. Um. Mm-hmm. Here's I, I sometimes I've been sprinkling in my bet of the weeks, and from what I know, they've been pretty pretty good so far. Here's my here's my parlay of the week. It's gonna be a bunch of first halves. No, 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 no. Actually, no first. Well, I'll I'll say this. I'm gonna say money line for now, but I'll probably also take these teams first half. Seahawks mm-hmm. money line, Steelers money yep. line, Jaguars money line. All home, all winning in. Sign me up. I like and it's that. gonna be hundred percent plus odds. I don't even know what it is yeah. right now, but um, that's might be the only play I make this weekend. I like that so, too. Um. Pretty whack around the league, if you ask me. Nothing really. Obviously, there's some games that matter, but again, it's so hard to. We're not going to record this podcast live at Sunday at 12:55 when we actually know who's playing. So we yeah. have to do our best now to kind of project things. 